previously on the Simply Human podcast. We like to point out to people, hey, look, pull-ups are not a sport. You know, it's a, it's yeah. a, it's important to remember that, and it's important to remember why we're doing pull-ups so that we can create better overhead positions, so we can create stability in the shoulder. Why? Because those principles translate back into actual life. And if we don't consummate that conversation, then sport and strength conditioning is just circus. And when people break, that's fine. But let's, we'll just feed their bodies to the lions yeah. and, we'll, and let's quit pretending that we're so self-important because it's just circus. It's episode 124 of the Simple Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is the world's greatest human, Jenny LeBaw joins us. So excited to have her on the show. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment and some listener voicemails. Been wanting to do this for a while. This is going to be fun. And we'll wrap up with our Simple Human today. Anyway, how are you, Rick? I'm good. How are you, Mark? I'm good. Um, you had a wet car recently. <laughs> is that? Is that? Oh no! Is that? Yeah, it's how, a. How it's an that? accurate statement. <laughs> <laughs> Let's tell that story. Okay. <clears throat> did you so, now? Do you understand what I mean when I said wet car? I did not at first until you just said okay, that. We okay. Okay. We were discussing before we started recording what okay. we were talking about. So. Here's the whole story. So we we were moving, yada yada. Well, we had several bags of just like paper trash, and uh, our trash cart was already full. We didn't have any place to put it. So it's like, well, I'll just I'll take it to the dumpster at my job. We have a dumpster and it never gets used. It's like I'll just take it up there. So I put them outside uh, next to uh, the car so I wouldn't forget to take them. Well, it rained the night before, so there's a little bit, and I'm talking a little bit like maybe a quart total of water like inside these three bags. They're just big plastic garbage sacks. I was like, well, it's not that big of a deal. So I put them, I take uh, my wife's car, the, the Tahoe, I put them in the back. I take them to work and I get them out and I throw them in. And while some of the water has leaked out of the bag, it's not a bunch, it's a little bit. So no, this Tahoe, this Tahoe is like a, you have reformatted it and, and it's like an outdoors, out out four-wheel drive, all the top is off. It is it is like rhino lined on the inside. Is that right? <laughs> No, there's a 16-year-old Tahoe with 200,000 miles on it that our plan is to drive until literally it just explodes on the freeway one day. And we're like, oh, I guess we got to buy a new car. So a little bit of water has gotten on the carpet in the back, but it's not much. Uh, and I'm the idiot. I should have uh, – it wasn't going to rain that night. I should have parked it at work mm-hmm. and, you know, behind the gate and left the windows open for it to dry out. I'm kind of – I'm, I'm I'll own 15% of the idiot. You say 15 or 15? Yes, 15. <laughs> One You'll five. know when the story's over. With. One so five. this is on a – Who's laughing Sunday. in the background? Who is that? Is that Colt? It's Colt. Colt is with me. We're actually in a, a hotel room in Chicago right now from a work conference. Oh, We've been cue at. the He's violin. In the background. Cue the violin music. Uh, yeah, you may cue the violin music. We're staying at the Hilton Chicago, which is like the nicest hotel I've ever stayed at in my life. And I feel very outclassed here. So anyways, uh, I should have uh, rolled the windows down in the secured parking at work and let it dry out. This is on a Sunday. No, no, it's a Saturday. Well, I get off work, get in the Tahoe, drive it home, whatever, and it sits in the driveway for a couple of days because my wife doesn't have to go to work. Uh, some clients canceled. Well, she gets in it on a Tuesday. That's the next time it's been driven since I got home Sunday morning. Well, it smells a little musty. And I, she's like, God, it stinks in here. We think it's maybe some a piece of food. Because when you have kids, you'll find like right. very random food stuffs in very odd locations. So we clean it out and it's nothing like that. So I'm like, oh, you know what? It's probably 
the carpet from the back is probably just we just we need, we need to leave the conversation real quick. Okay. We're in a group. We're in a group thread, oh, and it keeps yes. buzzing. Yes. Hang on. Now, gonna... Let's mute the group conversation okay. real quick. Hang there on. we go. Because it's going I'm, bananas, I'm, and it's I'm, really funny stuff. And I'm getting the same. Uh, <laughs> the same okay. Deck. So, uh, I uh, she, this is a Tuesday, and she's like, "It really stinks." Like, yeah, it, it does. Uh, and I'm trying to think of what we can do, and she's like, "I'm just going to leave the windows open." We live in a nice, safe neighborhood. I don't think that's a problem right. leaving it in the driveway with the windows open. But she didn't say it like, I am definitely going to do this. It was more like, I'm thinking of doing this. Right. Two distinct separate deals, right? Well, not, not to so women, Rick. I look up Rick. in the sky and there's like clouds everywhere. And I'm thinking, okay, I don't need to say this out loud, but it's very – and I, I think I actually did say, well, it's going to rain. So that's probably not a good idea. So we, <laughs> we move on. I thought we were going to revisit that idea. Huh. So the next day, like that I mean, night, downpour. Tuesday night to Wednesday morning, crazy rain, like a couple of inches yeah. rain, like it's like flooding, insane. yeah. So fast forward to Wednesday afternoon, I go get in my car, the million year old Jetta, and I'm gonna go somewhere. I go wherever I go, and I come back, and I'm getting out in the and we can't park in the drive in the part in the uh, garage yet because it's still full of old boxes. So we're parked all the cars in the driveway. So I get out and I'm walking toward the house, and I'm just. And stop, oh, and, and, and your stomach back and drops. turn my head over to the right, <laughs> and three of the four windows are down on the top. All the way? Yeah, all the way. Oh. The fourth one is down because it's broken, and it, the motor went out, and so instead of getting it fixed, we just took the we just smashed I, the controls in I, so it won't roll down. I have so. like seven things in my car that like are working, and I'm just like, hey, it runs. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, It's, it's an, a point A to point B. Yeah. So I was like, oh... <laughs> My yeah, and, I, and my mind goes back to 24 hours before, yep. and I was like, "Oh my god, it rained so bad last night." So I open the door to the Tahoe, and the floors are oh. so. Was it like, like standing water? Like uh, in a couple of places, yeah. Oh. And then like the little map pocket on the door, the very bottom of yeah. the door, where you just put a bunch of. It was just oh, filled with. You're water. supposed to put maps, but we end up putting like uh, little tiny cars and pieces of makeup and stuff like that, <laughs> trash. <laughs> That's full of like four inches of water. Oh. I'm like, oh my God, I don't even know where to, to begin. begin. I don't own a shop vac because I'm not a construction worker. <laughs> so I don't know what to do. Uh, and I just go inside and I'm trying to trying to suppress my rage a little bit because my wife has done something and I, I love my wife. Uh, but there is rage. One of the things that we argue with sometimes is she does a whole lot of jobs about 65% of the way through. <laughs> And then just stops. Plus four percent. Well, this is she stopped at the part where you're supposed to roll the windows up. She forgot about that part. So I go inside and I was like, "Hey, uh, you uh, left the windows down in the Tahoe last night and it poured down rain." Just exactly like that, and she immediately goes into, "Well, that's your fault too. I told you I was going to roll them down." Somehow she's like a ninja and has spun the table yeah. back around toward me, like this is my fault, and I'm like. How the hell did she do that? <laughs> so I start frantically text messaging friends. I text message our, our group message we talk about all the time. It's like, what are you supposed to do for this? Well, guys offered some hopeful, some, some nice suggestions. Uh, go get your shop back. I'm like, I don't own a shop back. Well, go buy a shop back. I don't want to buy a shop back. <laughs> so I, I go to a uh, neighborhood car wash that has like the free vacuums. And right. I go in the ex. It's po- it's been raining all day. So there's nobody there. Yeah. So I just pull in like I'm gonna buy a car wash, but I don't really. And I use the the hose, and I just I'm 
like scrape it, like trying yeah. to imagine this. I'm trying to scrape the tool on the carpet to wring the water out at the simultaneously sucking the water out yeah. and trying to dry out the carpet. What did you do about the smell? Like what have you, is it okay now? I, like what's we're, get, the... we're, I, I, we're getting there. Okay. So I get all the water out and this takes like an hour at least. And, uh, one of the kids car seats is completely soaked. So I've got it. I take that home and I take all the cover off, which is like a maze because all the little straps yes. and the little Velcro thingies. Uh, so I take a thousand pictures so I can put <laughs> it back together when I need to. Well, the back is still the part, like the back where I got a little bit of water is still not smelling very great. So we have some like uh, floor cleaner, carpet cleaner, like if the dog pees in the floor. And I say if, and I should say when, because that <laughs> idiot dog decides that the carpet's way better to pee on than anything else. So I sprayed some of that in the back and uh, put a, a high-powered fan back there to let's thoroughly dry this out all afternoon. I left the car on in the driveway with all the windows down and the floor setting and the heater all the way up for about six hours to try to dry stuff out. And, uh, I don't know how it worked out because I'm in Chicago right now and I haven't <laughs> been in the Tahoe since then, but I can say without equivocation, it probably worked out Sweet. okay because if it hadn't Lord knows I would have had a thousand texts from my wife yeah. every time she tried to get in the car, the car still stinks. The car still stinks. <laughs> And I will say this, uh, she did, and this is one of the very funny things about my wife, she does not apologize, like, for anything, yeah. even when it's very, very blatantly her fault. But on this, her version of an apology was she texted me when I'm out in the driveway for, like, another hour scraping and scrubbing. She texted, yeah, I guess I should have put those windows up. I'm like, uh, you know what? Uh, apology accepted. Yeah. And we talked about it. I was like, listen, it's not that big of a deal. You make a mistake. I make mistakes too. Just yeah. come on. You're blaming it on me? Yeah. That's a lot of balls. Well, she was like, yeah, I know. I just, I don't know what to tell you. So I've got a, we had, Jen and I had a couple of arguments here recently and it was about kind of the same, like the communication stuff. So like yeah. we have, we have these uh, uh, glass bowls that are like the, you know, they're like glass bowls with a rubber lid, you know, for like food yeah, storage yeah, yeah. and stuff. Well, there's like, there's four different sizes. So she says to me, hand me one of those medium bowls. Okay. So well, is, there's two medium ones very clearly. There's a small one, a large one, and then two that fall in between, which would be medium. Well, so it, so are the sizes of the bowls extra small, small, medium, and large, or are they small, medium, large, extra large? What, mm. would, you, what would you think? I wouldn't even go – I would define them as small, large, and then uh, – we got two medium-looking well, ones. So if you were just to grab one and you didn't have a chance to ask and one – number one was the smallest and number four okay. was the biggest, which one would you grab, two or three? Whichever one I put my hand on first. <laughs> okay. Well, I grabbed number two. Okay. And I handed it to her. She was like, no, like she got mad at me. And I was like, mm -hmm. hey, how am I supposed to know what you are thinking is medium because there's four different – Sizes and the, if you're just going to do small, medium, large, that were only three sizes. So just because, yeah. So we had like this little argument about stuff like that, and, you know. And then like she says, we got in this argument too because she said we were talking about, you know, if you say you're going to leave early to a meeting, how what what is like too like when would you not say I'm going to leave early? Early is such like a generic. I'm going to leave early. Yeah. Is that, was that is that like five minutes or minute is that or ten minutes or is that you're going to leave? It's a two hour meeting. You're going to leave after thirty minutes. Is that yeah. or would you just say I'm staying for thirty minutes, not I'm leaving early? So we got into like I this. try to get more specific and say the exact time. We right. have a similar argument. We have like a it's like a like a Rubbermaid like drawer system or something, yeah. and the drawers are clear, but like the outside frame of it 
it's very clearly like a light red. It's not like a scarlet or like a blood red, but it's like a light red. But she insists on calling it orange. And the first time we got into this, this is exactly how this went. She's like, hey, will you get me uh, some paper clips? We keep like off supplies in there. Here we give me some paper clips out of that orange thing. And I'm like, all right. So I go to the office. I'm like, no orange thing. I, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. There's no orange thing up here. She's like, yeah, it's underneath the, it's to the left of the desk. And I'm like, there's a and red instead thing. Instead of saying, there's a red thing there, I said, there's no orange thing in here. I don't know what to tell you. And she was like, God, I'll effing do it. <laughs> so she goes in there and I'm standing in the room and she opens up, like, this orange thing, idiot. And I'm like, Hey, idiot, that's red, <laughs> not orange. The and idiots. that has become like a funny yeah. discussion that we'll have periodically. Idiot. She'll be like, hey, get me some envelopes out of that orange thing. I'm like, I can get you some envelopes out of the red thing, but the orange <laughs> thing is not a thing. You are hallucinating. Are you on mushrooms? Oh, man. So that's, that's one of those yeah. similar like so – Men are from Mars. Yes, Venus, yes. We have that deals. all the time. Well, okay, so really quickly before we get to our interview with Jenny, I, we have a, a wet car story. So right when we had, I think we had Halen. She was a baby. We had a minivan. And it was one of those, it was a, a minivan that had like the, the doors on either side that would like the, the self-opening and oh, closing we, doors. Long story. We borrowed a friend's van like I that remember for that. two months. Yeah. She needed our Tahoe. Very long, long story about a weird adoption procedure. She needed a bigger it. car to pass this step of like adoption procedures. Yeah. So we switched cars for so she could do that, and we had their uh, Volkswagen minivan, and had the two doors. Yeah. And you just hit a button on yes. the remote, and yes. they opened up. We're like, oh my god, this is so yeah. magical. It's pretty awesome. So, but we just had one kid at the time, and so we were going. You had a minivan, and you had one kid. I know. Now we have a truck. Is our family uh, car? So we've gone okay, like backwards. Yeah. So you're doing it backwards. Yeah, but we love the truck. What? So, well, okay. So we go into eat somewhere. Back. We yeah. That's we, the hay bale. It's just a single cab. Yeah. <laughs> We go in to like eat somewhere and it's crazy because it's like pouring rain, right? Like we're trying to get in and it's crazy and we run in and we're like – and we go inside and we get all everything and we sit down. And it's a crowded place and it takes a long time and we're with – I think we're with my parents and we're in Dallas or something and it's raining the whole time. We're in this restaurant. It's just raining and it's a brand new van, right? And, and we're like – we I, like, I look out as like we're about to walk out of the restaurant and I see that both – we've been in there for like an hour. Both of the doors are just standing open. Like, the, like, you know, like, oh, just shut the, you know, hit the buttons so who and shut the doors. One? Because I, I'm obsessed with assigning yeah, blame. I don't, I is can't, yours or her? it was probably me. I, I, I can't remember. Um, it, but it was like, you know, the it doesn't whole, matter who, who's actually at fault, who right. got blamed. Uh, I would probably say Jen. How about that? So, all right. Hey, okay, let's go. get to an interview with Jen E. La Ball. Um, go to our website, simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Hmm. Coming up in Humans Being Human, we're going to listen to some listener voicemails. We got several uh, from the Deskbound giveaway, and we're going to yes. play some of those. This is going to be fun. Uh, also, go follow us on Periscope, Twitter, Instagram, at simplyhuman52. There's a Donate Now button on the show notes and at the store page, simplyhumanlifestyle.com slash store. Other I promise stuff. you if I owe you an email, I will get around yes. to it. It's been a really weird week. Yes. And moving we, I, and trips and all this, but have, I'll get there. I have done uh, a few consults here in the last few weeks, so those consults are still up. If you go to simplyhumanlifestyle.com slash store, there's information about the 21-day Simply Human Reset. There's also information on a 30-minute Skype consult if that is something that you want to do. So, I would encourage people to do that, especially if you have questions. You're like, hey, I listen to what you guys are talking about, and I've tried some of it. It doesn't seem to be working. I would do a 30-minute Skype consult with Mark uh, to see, make sure you're on the right track because yes. there are lots of different – it's not – sometimes it, it seems like it's very, very easy, but sometimes it's not quite as easy. Maybe you're missing out or maybe you're, you need a little bit of tweaking. So if you are looking like uh, – 
you need uh, maybe a little bit of a guidance. I would strongly encourage people to look into that because it's super, 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 super cost effective. A good commercial for the consults. Yes. That is that. All right. Let's get to the interview with Jenny. We talked to her about her background, CrossFit, epilepsy, many other things that we'll talk about in a minute. And finally, <laughs> grounding. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I am very honored to welcome this person to the show. I've done a lot of research to come up with a perfect bio and hours and hours of, of research and digging and sort of putting an intro together. I've come up with one and here it is. Um, oh no. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the world's greatest human, Jenny LaBaz on the show. Welcome to the show. Wow. It's, it's Thank like there's, you. there's no, That's so amazing. when you, when you boil it all down, there's no, <laughs> She's a, she was born in Colorado and she's this and that with CrossFit and she's done this and that. It's like none of the, it all is just, it all sort of, sort of funnels into, it's just, you're like the world's strongest man. You don't need to like really know like, what is his bench press? It doesn't matter. He's the world's strongest man. So it just kind of is an overarching label. So you're just the world's greatest human. And then we can just kind of go from there. Wow. Well, I mean, that's kind of a lot to live up to, but I'll try. Yes. Well, you're <laughs> thank doing, you. Yeah, thank you for that honor. Yeah, well, you're doing a fantastic job. So, oh, thanks. thanks. Um, okay, so the first thing we're going to talk about is just I, I just want you to kind of tell your story and, and whatever you know, we kind of talked off there, like however, whatever part of that story you want to tell is because you have so many different, it's kind of like one of those mystery books where you get to like choose option A and go this ending <laughs> and choose option B and go this ending. Like that's sort of your life. You have like all these different, sort of like me where, you know, I've got this simply human thing, but I'm also a nerdy barber shopper. And then I've got, I know, uh, I know all the Heismans you know trophy winners like I just have all these yeah. crazy that's a really deep part of my life is like that I know all the Heismans that really says a lot about my character um, that's impressive though yeah well that's really impressive that, I don't even know if I know one well that, we need to change that so apparently maybe I'm you're not, not human yeah, maybe I need to rethink my uh, my introduction <laughs> hold on we're going to start this over almost the world's <laughs> greatest human okay so tell tell your story um, starting from uh, conception well <laughs> I'm not really sure what happened that day or night but I was conceived uh, right. and I was born okay okay good <laughs> but that I can't good say start. the day because you have to guess that later I already know um, I already know that it's I not know, fair I know we were together on my birthday it's um, uh hold on but let me make sure I can remember it's uh March 4th Ooh, so close March 3rd so close March 3rd yeah. okay yeah okay I'm actually drinking out of the coffee cup that you got <gasps> me right now yes and it, yes. and Sarah Fragoso's birthday is on Wednesday. Like we're recording this a week before it's going to come out. But uh, so I I sent her a card today. So I, I, I love birthdays. That's <laughs> such great. A, such You're a good. That's good. That's okay, so good. you were born on on March third. I was born on March third in uh, a small town called Rifle, Colorado. Um, there's like three thousand people there, and that's where I was raised in the same house by my awesome parents and my one one brother. Um, and I grew up playing all the sports that you could play because that's what you do in a small town. And I um, grew up hiking and hunting and fishing and all that kind of outdoorsy stuff. I was just in the outside all the time playing and climbing mountains and doing just, just crazy things. That's what people do in the mountains when they live there. So very that human, was my, my human childhood. things. You're climbing, you're jumping, you're, you're, you're moving Climb. things. You're, you're being very human. 
very being the greatest human. That's yes. where it all began. That's where yep. that's where it began. You were yep. the smallest greatest human back the then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My brother, like he says, you know, you're 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 athletic. You're really athletic because of me. He takes takes the credit. I was like, what are you talking about, Luke? And he's three and a half years older than me. And yeah. I, literally, for like every day growing up was terrified to go home from school because I didn't know what was going to happen until my parents got home. I mean, I was like running from him as fast as I could because he was going to beat me up or he was going to throw me in a trash can oh, upside down. It yes. often happens. I so, like him. <laughs> running, jumping, and, and just like trying to live through your brother's torture was pretty much my, my childhood. Yeah. But, now, is he a, like a really exceptionally great athlete? He's a crazy good athlete, yeah. Oh, okay. he's, he's Yeah. So imagine if yeah. like if he didn't exist, how much better of an athlete you would be. If he right. he, he like stole half of your athletic genes. Right. God, right. What a joke. Ah, man. Good. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so yeah, so Colorado was my my uh my life, but um I went to school in Iowa, Cornell College in Iowa for um I played soccer. Softball my freshman year, and I did not like softball, so I decided to run track. So I ran track, indoor and outdoor. So I was a three-sport athlete in college and got my degree in exercise science. And after that, I've been pursuing a career in health and wellness as a strength and conditioning coach, fitness coach for since then, so 12, 13 years. And in that process, I ended up being introduced to CrossFit and happened to be pretty good at it. And the first year that I, that I tried to do anything was 2011. I'd been, been kind of dabbling in the CrossFit world for about six months and I ended up making it to the CrossFit games in 2011 and I got sixth there. So that was, that was pretty awesome. I That's didn't the one know where you had to, to you had to swim in the ocean and do all, is that, oh. was that that one? Yeah. So I, w- I was at the games twice, 2011 and 2012. And both years we had to swim in the ocean yeah. and Number one, I'm not a good swimmer. Number two, I'm deathly afraid of the ocean. Oh, so both were terrifying experiences. But but um, but I did it. I didn't drown. Yeah. So that was good, and I didn't get eaten by a shark. I was confident that was going to happen, oh, and it didn't. Yeah. So I think that, that was my, good. That and uh, oh, I have like, bears is a big fear of mine. Uh, sharks Ooh. is up there. Um, I had another. Rick and I were just talking about a really weird fear that I had. That's like that was even greater than sharks. It was something that's like, why would you be scared of that? It's like I don't know, like my fly being down in public or something. I, I can't remember. Anyway, <laughs> so and that well, that's really where like people, a lot of people in the like my brother-in-law who owns, who's been on the show, who owns a, a gym, a CrossFit gym down in Houston. Like he's he he like you're 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 a, your name is well known in that world. So that's kind of a cool thing. So so anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you. So CrossFit Games, that's where you were. Yeah. So yeah, I'm kind of, I mean, um, I guess your brother knows who I am. I'm famous in my own little world a little bit, but nothing compared to the the girls and guys that are competing now. That's a whole different story. But, um, yeah, so I, I competed in 2011, got sixth place. Then in 2012, I ended up winning the NorCal region and earned a place back to the CrossFit games. And that year I ended up having to withdraw, um, halfway through. I'd been battling a pretty severe neck injury, um, the whole year and, probably should not have been competing, but that's what athletes do is they do stupid things. And so I continued to push through something I probably shouldn't have. And I got to a point at the games where there was handstand pushups onto a plate and I just, I did one in the warm up, and all of a sudden I couldn't use my right arm and, <sighs> and it just was time to, to call it. So a pretty, um, 
humbling experience to work your butt off for so long to, to accomplish this goal and then have something out of your control, take you, take you out of it. But also I think was a really good experience for me as an athlete and a, and a human in general is just to, to realize that, you know, sometimes when you get in that world, it's, it's a pretty selfish world. And I don't mean that in a negative way, you know, to be, to be one of the top, you've got to be selfish with your time and you have to be selfish with your training and you have to be selfish with, with a lot of things in your life. But it made me realize that, you know, I'm more than just Jenny Labaugh, the athlete, however yeah. cheesy that sounds. But that was a, a, a good a good turning point in my um, athletic well, career what and your, in my what was the own neck, personal. What was the neck what's, injury? Um, I So um, actually, John Fergoso is part of this. So I was um, in 2008 or nine. I was, I met my boyfriend, Marcus Brown, who we'd met in 2007 and it was 2008 because I was trying, he's a professional water skier. He's the world's I second was, greatest human. He's the world, he might be the first. I hate to say it's that. Close. But he might, it's close. He might be the first. So I was trying really hard to impress him. And so oh. I'm water skiing thinking, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm a good athlete. I'm going to crush this. And I go out there and I got crushed. I went out the front and my heels, I, I, ejected from the ski and my heels came back and I like totally scorpioned out my heels hit the back of my oh head my and so gosh. you hit the water it like water is not soft when you're water skiing and so oh. I hit it and like totally my neck went back my and so there's a really really funny video we have it on video where Marcus <laughs> is driving the boat we're in Acapulco Mexico I go down so hard the boat is there before I think I even come to the surface of the water because oh he whipped gosh. around so fast <laughs> he goes are you okay are you okay and I said no, I think I broke my neck. And he said, Everyone's no, laughing. No, it's totally <laughs> normal. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's totally it, normal. You're fine. I'm like, no, I think I broke my neck. And so that's where the original injury happened. But I didn't know until uh, 2012 when I started having issues with my neck. John Fergoso actually did a, an x ray in his office. And he was like, Hey, did you, have you ever broken your neck? And I'm like, I knew it. I oh, knew I wait, broke you, my neck. Did you, you actually <laughs> broke your neck? You think? Well, like, there were. I mean, it's there were signs. That's what he said. That there was some. It showed some signs on the X-ray that there had been some definite damage oh to the gosh. the bones. Well, there's so, there's some similarity there between most guy neck injuries are turning really fast to look at a female. Ow! You know, you're like, <laughs> oh, quick! And so you, it's kind of the same. You were trying to impress a guy, right, right. kind of deal. So yeah. So hey. So I hope you're proud of yourself. But worth it because nine <laughs> years later, I'm still with him. So. Yes, and uh, he's gonna hopefully we're we're he's we're gonna get him on the show. And he was that? Did you do that to your neck before or after he like obliterated his hand? Did he do that a long that time was, ago? No, he did his hand when he was 18. So okay, I didn't know so him okay, that. so that was a long time ago. Well, uh, that's, that's a little disgusting. teaser for when he's on the show. We're gonna talk about that yeah. hand injury. Yeah, it's amazing. God Almighty, yeah. <laughs> Water skiing safe though. Do it. It's really fun. <laughs> yes, it sounds like it. Water skiing is a super safe sort. No, yeah, it's great. I had a friend. But, so, anyways, anyway. I didn't know that my neck was was jacked up until I started doing heavy lifting overhead, snatching, clean yeah. and jerks, all that kind of stuff, and and whatever something triggered and flared it up and bulging C four, C five, C six, and that's what's been been the issue, and that's why I ended up having to withdraw because the discs are causing a bunch of neural neural stuff with or where I can't use my right arm and yeah. there's just some misfiring and yeah. So after I ended up withdrawing in 2012, I took 2013 or I, I recovered and got some treatment on my neck and everything was feeling good. And I thought I could still do this. So in 2013, I was training 
feeling really good. My neck felt great. My body felt great. And the day before the open started, I was riding my bike home from work and I got T-boned by a, I don't like to say this, but I got T-boned by a homeless person who <laughs> I was on their bike as well. I got in a bike accident and it was going to be super like matrix ninja like to jump over my handlebars and land safely. Yeah. And instead I broke my foot when what? I did that. So <sighs> the day before the open, I broke I my foot this. and that took me out of that season, but I, I did the open. Um, I still did the the open, which is like the beginning stages yeah. of the CrossFit season. Um, I did the open on one foot, and um, so you see that- all this Fouché business, and you're like, "Oh, please!" <laughs> I did that way before she did. Now there's like T-shirts of her on with her little boot. Whatever is that? How you feel? Whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Julie's like Julie might be the world's greatest human. Actually, we well, could go on about this. There's well, a lot of them. <laughs> well, yes, and she's one that I would love to have on the show too. Didn't she just get married? Okay. She did last fall, yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh, I'll get, I'll give you, I'll get you her, her, her hookup. Sweet. Yeah, she, she loved to be on. She's great. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I totally beat her to the boot. The yeah. one-legged workouts yeah. crushed her on that many years before <laughs> she did. But yeah, right place, yeah. right time, I guess. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of my CrossFit career because in 2013 I broke my foot. I competed in the Open. I obviously didn't make it to the games or to regionals because I was on one foot. Um, so that season I sat out. 2014 I decided I would give it a go again, and my neck was bad the entire season. But I thought, you know, this is going to be my last one. I better better just try it. And so 2014 regionals, I ended up getting getting eighth, and I was doing pretty much the entire Open or the entire regionals with a with a numb arm, which. Well, in hindsight, probably not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> but well, but that was that was it for my CrossFit career as yeah. far as competing. Well, and that's what we talk about. It's like if you're going to do CrossFit, it, it's not like you don't do CrossFit for sustainable long-term <laughs> health. No. It's like a like if you're you know it's because you were an athlete competing. I have to tell people if you, unless you're competing at the CrossFit Games, there's probably and it, but and your goal is just I want to just you know be healthy. It's that's that's the trade-off and if you're competing at that high level like that's a risk just like at any sport at the highest level there's a risk i think uh uh, steph curry you know the golden state warriors like he's got an ankle issue and now he's got some other injury that he's gonna probably miss some game you know so it's just that's just a risk you have to take and they're not doing that stuff for their health no I was talking. I went. Uh, I was talking to one of the a past games competitor as well, Blair Morrison, who's a good friend of mine, and we were just chatting like how we're the CrossFit's so new that we're kind of test subjects. Right, you know? Like right. what? What are we gonna feel like? Are we gonna all have like double knee replacement and double yeah. hip replacements at the age of forty-five? It's really weird that you say that because I there's a there's a guy that played for the Dallas Cowboys for like. 10 years back when they won the Super Bowls in the 90s. And I know his son, it's kind of this long story. Well, he's he's 47 and has had bilateral knee and hip replacements. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, wow. so you just that's like, yeah, you just like, well, and that's, and, and, and you're right. Like, but he had like a, he played football for 24 years of his life, you know? So yeah. that's, that's a little bit different, you know, but it's like, yeah. yeah, like the Rich Fronings and the ones that, that have been with it early and that have stayed competing at a high yeah. level, what's going to ha- you know, in 20 years, what is going to be the the byproduct of that? And, you know, th- there may be a trade-off. The, you know, this guy I was talking about, he won three Super Bowls. He made millions of dollars. He doesn't work, you know. Right. And, and right. so there's a, at what point do you sort of balance that out and say, okay, it's it's worth sacrificing my body for this. But right. if you're not going to get that all that stuff, like what's the trade-off, you know? Exactly, exactly. And that's, that's what's crazy with CrossFit is there's a select few that are actually yeah. making a living as being a CrossFit athlete, you know, right. so – 
it's people are like quitting their jobs and quitting school and pursuing this. I'm like, ah, you know, more power to you, but don't, yeah. don't forget about reality. Right. <laughs> that should be a t-shirt. Hey, don't, don't forget about reality. You idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe the test will be that in 20 years, we're all super health and fit and healthy and fit and still doing great. Who knows? Yeah. You know, right, right, right. I say we, I mean, I'm not competing anymore, so it's not, not necessarily me. Anymore, but you, but, but you probably, yeah. you probably could, Jenny. Let's be, well, let's be honest. I mean, it's crazy. So every time this time of year comes around where it's regionals and I'm seeing all my friends out there, I'm like, gosh, I still could do it. Yep. I still could do it. But then I have to, again, forget reality right. <laughs> or whatever it is. You gotta, gotta come back to terms. Yeah. Um, hey. Do I want to? Like, that's a big thing, too, you know? I mean, I probably really could, but Have I've reached a that? point in my life that I don't know that I that I want to do that anymore, you know? Can you hear that? Uh, I that... do. I didn't know if you were just like... No, okay. That was so, like... <laughs> so we're doing this giveaway for uh, uh, the Deskbound. I've got a oh, couple yeah. of those books to give away, and one of the things is to call... I have a, I have a phone number for Simply Human, and it's just usually it's like a voicemail thing. But I guess it's like, hey, we're up, and it's and we just heard someone ring in. Oh, so, do you need to answer? No, 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 no. I just we're, I'm asking people to leave us like they're most embarrassing. So you have to for the three things you have to do. And if you're listening to this, sorry, it's too late. <laughs> but you had to like, you know, uh, post a picture on Instagram and, and tag me and Mobility Wad, and then you had to leave us a voicemail with your most embarrassing moment that we could use on the show. And then you had to share the Facebook post. Those, those are the ways, the three things you had to do to enter in to the yeah. giveaway. So we've had some people calling. So we'll see. Hopefully on this show, it, awesome. it, after our interview, we'll be able to play some of these, uh, some of these voicemails. But so, okay. So what have you been doing? I know you're, you're still coaching like, and, and uh, I definitely wanted to talk about the talk you gave at the Jossa retreat. And, I, and I'll say this, like some of our listeners you know, Rick and I, I've given updates on the world's okayest mom thing. Hopefully at the time of this airing, we'll just be like a, just a, maybe a week away from going, like being a full fledged 501 C three. And it's because of that, like that sort of made me take the, start taking nonprofit for dummies and kind of start down the process. And here we are. And so let's talk about kind of how, yeah. How have you sort of gone from, Doing the cross. Yeah, so go. Yeah, yeah. Three, ready, go. Um, okay, so when I was eight years old, I was diagnosed with epilepsy. And so from the age of eight till the age of 14, it wasn't so, the side effects weren't so overbearing that I couldn't function as a norm. No, that's not seven. That's, I, that was really poor math. I don't that was do, six I, years. I don't do math, so don't <laughs> even years. ask me. Six yeah. years of not of not awesomeness, for sure. It was a, It was a pretty pretty rough go, but my family is, they're just rock stars. And my, my mom's a nurse. My dad's like the hardest working man I've ever met in my entire life. And my brother, even though he picked on me all the time, was also my, my rock. You know, he would be there to hold my, hold my head up when I was literally having retching attacks on the toilet, like just crazy stuff going on. So my family though, never let me believe that I couldn't do anything I wanted to, even though with epilepsy, there's just this gross yucky stigma that comes with it of all these things that you're possessed by demons and that there's something wrong with you and just crazy things and so um my family though even though the doctors were like yeah she's probably never gonna drive she's not gonna be able to have kids she's gonna she might have some learning disabilities you know there's all these things that might happen 
Um, Sorry, I'm gonna try. That's okay. Gonna, I just, I kind of want to just hear the embarrassing stories. I know. <laughs> we just need to like, like punch them up and say, "Oh, you're live. Go." <laughs> I'm gonna, um, I, it's I, good. I, it's good background music. I know. No, it's horrible. Uh, <laughs> well, when we interviewed Jim Laird a few weeks ago, uh, months ago, his dog was like, he's so immune to the dog barking that he like didn't notice it, and we were just like. <laughs> please like we could do this another time that's the most horrible barking it like would it was like 20 minutes straight the dog was barking in the background so i'm gonna see if i can i can turn it off and and, and one thing i want to ask you like you have there are different like forms or i guess severities of epilepsy and the kind that you have is the like is the kind that you're on the ground with seizures is that is that right well, yes and no. So most people, when they think of seizures, they think of people falling to the ground and shaking, which is called a, it used to be grand mal. Now they've renamed it tonic-clonic seizures. Okay. Um, and yes, I do have those. I've had, I've only had one in my life, thank goodness. So oh, wow. my medicine, they think my medicine controls them to, to what they call simple partial elastic seizures. So a hundred percent of the time, my right arm has a tingling sensation in it, which Gosh. kind of like, it's like hitting your funny bone. It's there all the time. And I don't notice it because it's been there since I was eight. So I don't notice it anymore really at all. Yeah. Um, but when I have a seizure happen, that that feeling intensifies and I just can't use my arm for like a minute or two. And I mean, there's 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 40 different types of epilepsy. So they're actually renaming it the epilepsies, not just epilepsy because there's 40 thing yeah. is be kind of the same thing. Yeah. And that, what is yeah. it? Is it still that is the number still two and a half people? Wow. Yeah. Wow. So and there's a, one in 26 people will have. We'll develop. I know. So. I know twenty-seven. So wow. Yeah. So at least one of them, maybe two. <laughs> well, other friends are safe. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, what was I talking about? Uh, well, there? just your the, the epilepsy. You found that you found in when I was fourteen. I ended up landing on a, a medicine called Dilantin, which is like the old the oldest medicine in the book. And I was on that for till I was thirty-one years old. I was was taking that and I mean I would still have seizures every now and again but nothing like it like it was you know yeah. I mean I've, I actually I had them while I was driving I've had them when I've been in a soccer game I've had them skiing you know I've had them during during all sorts of different things I've had them while I'm sitting down on the couch like there's not necessarily a set trigger but one thing that does happen and I think really might be a reason for um partially why I, I am a good athlete is that I have to really pay attention to my body. You know, it's not like I can just go out there and, and wing things. I have to really pay attention. Like, am I super stressed out? Or if I'm, my body temperature is up too high, I have to really pay attention to those things because those definitely are triggers that could, could cause something to happen. So, um, people are always ask me like, Oh my gosh, is it hard to be an athlete and have epilepsy? And I'm like, ah, no, I'm just like every other person in the world. I, just have to pay extra close attention to my body, which, which I think is a, a benefit. You're right, and that's that's an interesting point. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell's book, David and Goliath, I think it's his most recent one. There's a, there's a section in there about uh, people with dyslexia and how a lot of times people with dyslexia are end up being a lot smarter than their than their classmates because they they can't learn the same way that everyone else is learning they have to be more intentional and find ways to learn the same thing but they're looking for like they have to be more intentional about it so yeah. they end up being yeah. they ask more questions and they're more inquisitive which leads them to be smarter so it's like kind of the same thing where you have to you can't just kind of go out and all right here we go it's like oh she's just genetically gifted all that well no like you you're intentional it's like it drives me crazy when people are like oh you you remember names like oh you, you just you're just genetically good at remembering names like no I, no. I, I, I practice 
and I'm intentional about remembering names, which is why I can remember names. It's not just like right. I have a good memory. Like I, I'm intentional about it, which right. is a exactly. huge benefit. Yeah. Yeah. Genetics mean nothing. Correct. Wait. Wait a minute. Not nothing at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is why I pray that my son gets my my wife's side of the family's yeah, athletic good, genes. That's a good prayer. And my try real hard genes. Because, man, I try hard. <laughs> that's about all I got <laughs> to give. 100% effort every time. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Something like that. Right. right. But, so anyway. Yeah. So let's see. So, yeah, I was on Dilantin. Long story short is for that entire time. So from when I was eight years old until – how old was I in 2012? I don't know. Probably 20. How old am I now? So when I was 30, when I turned 30, I finally... Um, I thought you were 28, though. I'm confused. Me now? Yeah. yeah. I'm tw- I'll be 28 forever. Oh, yeah. okay. Sorry. I was confused. Yeah. Okay. So I was 28 then, too. And I'll, I'm still 28. <laughs> I, was 20, I was 28 six years ago. I was going to ask you, like, at what point, ago. at what day, what was the day that you stopped aging? Because that you have... So, on my 28th birthday. Okay, so that was that on yeah. March 3rd of, okay, mm-hmm. I'm with you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for noticing. I appreciate that. Yes, I know. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so Mark, so in the CrossFit, my little CrossFit world, I got a, I developed a little bit of a platform through my success in, in the games in 2011. And right before going to regionals in 2012, my boyfriend is also a videographer on top of his professional water skiing. And he's a, like amazing videographer. Yes. And he said, hey, he said, I feel like this is a time that you could use your platform to bring awareness to epilepsy. And I looked at him like he was insane. And I said, no, there's no way I'm going to do that because I was terrified. And that's something that, that most people with epilepsy are. It's, I mean, it's a really scary thing to talk about because you don't want to think that people to think you're different or for people to make fun of you or um, to somehow, what's the word? You're, like you're not valid anymore. It's kind right. of the feeling, I guess, a little bit. Yeah. So. I was really hesitant, but he said, you know, why don't we just make the video? And if you like it, we'll, we'll, uh, put it up. And if you don't, then we don't have to. And so I agreed and he made the video and it was like, I was in tears. I was tears in tears on the, on the video, but I watched it and it just brought up so many emotions. And I, he was right. You know, I was like, I can't, I'm, I'm like doing a disservice to all of the people out there that are fighting every day yeah. if I don't share this. And so Right before regionals, I shared the video and the response was just overwhelmingly positive of people reaching out and saying, thank you so much for for showing your strength and courage. I have epilepsy or my aunt has epilepsy or my best friend does or or I don't I don't have epilepsy, but thank you for for sharing and teaching me a little bit about this disorder or or I'm going through a hard time. Look, I'm going through this adversity and, and your your video just showed me that I can that I can do I can still keep going and I can I can do what I want to do. So. Um, long story short is that it was, uh, it was awesome. You know, it was all of a sudden I was like, wow, this is why I'm doing CrossFit. This is why I've developed, I'm, I'm good at this and I have a little bit of a platform. It's not so people can follow what I'm eating and what I'm doing for workouts. It's so that I can really make a difference in some people's life. So I knew that I had to do something bigger and better. And at that point I just didn't know what it was. And like I said, I was still competing. So I was still a little bit selfish with my time. And I got back to coaching and training and doing my regular, regular life stuff. And it wasn't until almost a year ago already. So it was last, the end of June last year, Marcus and I were driving to Colorado to go visit my family, which is, um, 
where I'm, where I'm from, like I said, and we were driving through Southern Colorado, kind of by Durango and through the Animas Canyon and just beautiful mountains. And my, my life was just perfect. All of a sudden, you know, I'm back in, back in the mountains and smelling the mountain air and listening to the wildlife and he's driving and I'm looking out the window and all of a sudden I just got hit by this ton of bricks. And I looked at him and I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to run across Colorado for epilepsy. And he looked at me like that was a completely normal thing to say. And he was like, okay, Sweet. all right. When and are we so, going to start? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> done. So we, uh, he's like, you want to get out here? Is this, you want to yeah, start like, here? Starting now? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have, man. I should have done it. Better, but no. Um, yeah. So I spent a couple weeks with my family and then we got back to California and I spent two months, two and a half months planning, uh, this run and I got sponsors and I got, the route planned and I to stop had PR events that were planned and, um, got just a team of people behind me to, to help. And on September 19th of last fall, I took off from the New Mexico border and I ran over the Colorado Rockies for 500 miles to the Wyoming border. And it was, uh, what was it? 34,000 feet elevation gain, 32,000 feet elevation drop. Oh um, my God. A lot of lost toenails. A lot of a lot of toenails were gone. Actually, I think <laughs> she lost uh, uh, one whole toe on each foot. Uh, I did. I now happened. only have eight toes. It's weird. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> You're like the Simpson, a Simpsons character. I thought about uh, cutting my toes off at one point. Actually, I was like, it's it'll be better. It's going to be better uh, if I just cut them off. <laughs> trust me, trust me, toes. This will be better for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it was a, it was a crazy, crazy success. And I mean, the goal was to raise awareness for epilepsy and raise, uh, raise funds for, for the epilepsy foundation to, to help research, to find a cure because there is no cure for epilepsy. And we ended up raising $52,000, which was amazing, yeah. amazing. Um, and just the most powerful thing I've ever done in my entire life. Yeah, you know, and, it was, and, and there's no I... words to explain it. I was going to say, like, the reason why I call you the world's greatest human is because without, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but if I think if I were to ask you, like, what, what was your, what's your most, like, proud athletic achievement, I, I would guess you wouldn't say winning NorCal. No, it would no. be the run, it would be the run, you know, like, and that's, yeah. and that's a difference, I think, that a lot of people wouldn't even think about the run or even if they did the run they they would still say you know like well it's you know i won first place i had this trophy you know like i just that's what kind of, that's like the whole world's okay it's mom thing it's about like how can we how can i how can you like how can we improve people's lives and it, like if you're not doing that in some way it doesn't have to be your job but like if you're not doing that in some way like you need to rethink some of yeah. your behaviors that you do throughout the day i think Oh, I completely agree. And I think one thing, like, it's, I mean, I just did it because it was something that I, I knew in my heart I needed to do, you know, like this was, I was, I was, I talked my whole, my whole discussion or my speech presentation at the Joss retreat is about finding your why. And that's, right. that's my why is I want to inspire people, you know? Yeah. So I knew that this was the, the days that got tough, the days that I was like, man, I do not want to get up and run today. That was like day three. It started. I was like, I do not <laughs> want to run today. <laughs> My fear is so bad, but yeah. when you know your why, you know, and that it doesn't matter yes. if you're running 500 miles or if you're just, you have kids that you have to get up for, like whatever your why is, 
that's, it's going to make everything okay. You know, like it's your day, isn't going to be the obstacles that present themselves are going to be nothing. Cause you know, at the end of the day or the, the end of your, your goal, you know, why you're doing it, you know, which, which makes it, I think there's a, I think you even mentioned it, the man's search for meaning, Victor Frankl, he talks about, you know, if you know your why, like you can withstand any, like how or what yeah. or whatever, yeah. like you can, you can do suffer through anything. It's like, like a, for a parent, you know, for, we got a lot of listeners that are parents, like, if you know you have to like swim out into icy waters to like save your child, like you you have a why and you're going yeah. to get to them, you know, like right. no matter what. And but if you're just like you know <laughs> like I don't know some like a uh, drunk college kid, you're probably just gonna be like ah <laughs> screw it, <laughs> just like sink under the the icy waters <laughs> like Jack in Titanic. Um, right. Never let go. Uh, so. I'll never let go. <laughs> Man, how did we get? I can. I, that's my other parlor trick. I can just get us off into like this. How did we get to Titanic? Like I don't know, I, but it's appropriate. Yeah, I it's guess. Appropriate. Yeah. So, well, gosh, um, we, we're running out of time here, um, which I can't believe. And so we that means we you're gonna have to come back on to talk about like okay an issue, you know, like movement or something. But you're I just I wanted to spend the whole time just sort of talking about you and validating my introduction. Um, well, I appreciate that. And w- so what do you have going on now? Where can people find you? I know like, do you, are you still updating? You have the coolest logo, the J and the L. Oh, it's like the coolest thing Thank ever. You. Um, so where Thank can people you. find you? Like is JennyLeBaugh.com you still know, a place? I'm horrible with my website. I've actually started with a run. I started one called LeBaugh.com. And I think that's going to be my, my thing okay. is LeBaugh Life because it's kind of just about – what I do on a daily basis. I'm really, really, really bad updating my blog though. And that's a goal of mine. Well, but doing, it is, but well, Jenny still is up and there's still yep, lots of still cool up. videos and there's lots of cool stuff on it. So check that out too. Yeah. Um, Jenny And then the, probably the most active place that is social media, you know, yeah, Instagram, Instagram and Facebook, Jenny LeBaugh or Jen LeBaugh at both of them. So another cool thing, yeah. uh, Jenny, uh, a, a variation of that name is, is Jen. Yes. Uh, which is which is my wife's name. And my name yes. is Mark. And a variation of that name is Marcus. Right. Which is your significant other's name. So Crazy. we're very similar. I think we like, I, I said that, like we were standing in line like to get food or something. And I made that connection. And y'all were just like, yeah, that's... Weirdo. Well, it's not. Yeah, it's like those are pretty, <laughs> pretty common names. Uh, it's not like our names are Hickory and... Boopsky bop or something crazy. <laughs> like I don't know why, why I just thought well, of that. We're but. pretty much destined to be best friends. <laughs> right, though. Right, I mean, right, right. Yeah. So okay. I told uh, Jen says hi. By the way, she's laying down with our son. But uh, I told her I was about to call you, and she was like all excited and wanted me to tell you hi. So um, one last thing before we yes. stop the interview, and it's something that I ask all first time guests, and it is, what is one thing you enjoy about life, or something you do to make life more enjoyable? Um, I think for me, so I'm super avid outdoors person. That's what I've obviously I keep talking about from Colorado, but, um, this, I'm a, I'm a big fan of being grounded, literally like laying on the ground on yeah. a daily basis. So whether that's your grass or you go lay in a field where get off of pavement, like go lay, lay on the ground and just be and breathe, whether that's your meditation or whatever. But I think that when I do that, I, I definitely, just recenter every yeah. single day, you know, and it brings my thoughts back to, to focus and clears my mind a little bit. People are making fun of me recently. <laughs> that, Weird. That's, yeah, I was going to say that. I say that a lot. <laughs> Out of, just in any context, you know, people are making fun of me. 
That's and I can just end there. Um, recently, I uh, for not being able to stop talking about mountain biking. And oh, I, and yes. I'm obsessed with mountain biking. A, a, like a mile north of my house, there's a there's 160 acre trails that has like 14 miles of winding mountain biking, all sorts of technical stuff. And I mean, I had I had the shin guards. I mean, I've got I'm uh, I've got the camel pack. I'm I, I'm all in, and I'm obsessed. And it's like I'm just being out in nature and falling down, and you know, like yeah. it's just. Uh, and I know it's I guess that's grounding when you're just, when I'm laying trapped under my bike, <laughs> which I have been a few times. You just breathe when you're there. You'll yeah, be fine. This is nice. Uh, is my phone smashed? I, oh, I love it. Who my cares? favorite quote of all times, and I do not know who said it, but the my favorite quote is. Of all the paths you take in your life, make sure some of them are dirt. Yes, I do love that. It's like my favorite quote ever. I yeah. love it. It's well, just true and, for and, me. And, you know? so, and this is like we're sort of getting off another tangent here, but like, um, so many people are like scared of the dirt, like in, especially like in the city, you know. And we have a garden, and uh, yeah. like I want my kids to have their shoes off in the dirt and get like I have no problem with them getting dirty and muddy and like playing yeah. in the dirt. Like there's just something. And they've shown like there's physical responses that your body has to like what you call grounding, like getting your feet on the earth. It's not just mm-hmm. like this. Oh, that feels good. There is there is an electronic thing that has transmission or something that goes on that is a benefit to you. So it's not just some sort of you know oh, this feels nice. I mean there is a there's right. an absolute change to your for your physiology when you do that. So very cool. That's going to be our tip of the week. We have uh, the Simply Human tip of the week. And I have to remember (laughs) that I say this, and then when we record for the tip of the week, I'm going to say, tip of the week is to... Don't go to CrossFit or something, and I'm like, everyone's like, "No, you said it was gonna." Maybe don't make that the tip of the week. Yeah, I know I won't. I have, and I think we feel the same way about. uh, We have the same feelings about CrossFit. um, That it's awesome, just like with the paleo diet. Like I love, I love all that. I love CrossFit, you know. But it's just like you have to know, you know, where you sort of fit into all that, and the genesis of both of those things, like the minimum effective dose, all that is solid and great, and so we have no. No issues, except the people that say you have to do CrossFit to be healthy and you no. have to do seven workouts a day, 40-minute no. wads no. and all this stuff. That's where it kind of gets no. crazy. But, you know, you can be – No, CrossFit, it's CrossFit as a whole and people will – some people will not agree with me. I think CrossFit is awesome. I think yeah. it's really, really good and can be an amazing tool for – for people of all ability levels when right. done appropriately, yes. you know, like that's, and with good coaching and with good movement. And I mean, there's all these precursors to everything, especially when you're moving your body and moving loads, you know, but yeah. there's, yeah. Well, it's, it's the same. I mean, it's the same thing with like with, uh, you know, talk about money, you know, you can right, abuse right. money, you can abuse alcohol, you can abuse guns, right. you can abuse, um, you know, uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. Um, I love those. Do you? I do. I wish I didn't. <laughs> Jen, yeah, see, there's another thing. You and Jen, she's like a big Reese's fan. So, yeah, so good. Anyway, all right. Well, Jenny, this has been awesome. I really appreciate it. And we're, we're going to have you back on at some point. Uh, to, to, and we're going to talk about a, a, an actual topic and, uh, cool. and get your expertise on a topic. So thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much for having me. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. Thank you, Jenny. Find her in all the places that we talked about. LaBala.com, JennyLaBala.com, Instagram, Facebook. JennyLaBala.com. It is JennyLaBala.com. Plug in a name and put .com. That's like two straight. 
I know. And, and I already knew her birthday, so I, 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 I just said it because I knew it. Um, I, I think I was one day off, and then I got it on the next one because I, I bought her a uh, present, Christmas, uh, Christmas. I bought her a Christmas present for her birthday. I bought her a birthday present on her birthday because we were in Chico at the time of her birthday. So, anyway, thank you, Jenny. It is now time for the Humans Being Humans segment. Um, and today, you know, part of the Deskbound giveaway, and if you're uh, listening to this and you haven't gotten an email from me about the Deskbound books, guess what? You didn't win. You didn't win. Um, but if you have, then congratulations. So we're gonna yeah. we're gonna go through here um, and listen to. Okay, here we go. Uh, we're just gonna listen to, listen to these, and then it was you know it was leave us a voicemail telling us that you did what I said to do, and then tell us an embarrassing story. And we're gonna get through. Uh, I've, I've got like a top five, and we'll see if we can get through all of them. But uh, so here we go. Sweet. Hey, Mark and Rick. This is Grace. I'm that nurse who talked to you guys about getting attacked by robots once. Wanted to let you know (laughs) that I did my Instagram post all about my poor man's standing desk and shared your Kelly Starrett link on Facebook. If I had to pick an embarrassing moment from my life that I would consider the most embarrassing, it would probably be the time that I attempted to flirt with one of the doctors on our floor and ended up dancing a short jig in front of him. I hope you guys are having a fabulous day. And keep on keeping on. Bye. Have you ever danced a jig for someone that you thought you had like a crush on? No, but I'll say this. It's a very, very good thing that I'm married because, man, if there was one thing I was not good at, it was flirting with girls. (laughs) And I'm glad I'm out of the game uh, because uh, part of me says that I have the tools to be good at hitting on girls because I I can talk. I can talk a lot. And I can tell funny stories, Anaconda. but it just gets real awkward, real fast. Yeah. Uh, the story very quickly of how, like when my wife claims that this is when she decided that uh, she was interested in me, a friend of ours, a mutual friend that worked at her TV station, this was still when we were all on TV, was leaving and we made like a video for him, like a goodbye video, everyone saying, oh, we missed you, Joe, have a good time. And mine, I was wearing glasses and I, you know, gave us, hey, Joe, we're going to really miss you. And I just want to say, I want to kiss you all over and over and again and sang the whole song. And it was just so ridiculous. That's when she was wow. like, okay, I'm in on that. But uh, that, like, those moments were few and far between. Yeah. Generally, it's like, oh, this guy's a real Idiot. weird guy. Yeah. So I can, uh, I can uh, sympathize with someone who's trying to hit on someone yep. and ends up just making kind of an ass out of themselves. <laughs> Yeah, um, a donkey, a donkey out of themselves. In case you have to. Oh gosh, I'll leave it. Um, Oh, by the way, in the last show, I bleeped Kelly Starrett saying the p word, like the kitty cat p word, and then he immediately said it like two words later, and I forgot to bleep that one out. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I was listening to it with my brother-in-law, and I was like, oh my gosh, what an idiot! Like, why didn't I just not bleep it if I was going to just have it there? Like, anyway, um, okay, so here's the next one. Hi, guys. This is Mel. I was calling um, because I have a little quick embarrassing moment for you for the Deathbound book, hopefully. Um, So when I was about 12, there was a boy in church that I had a huge, huge crush on, and he worked in a grocery store. Obviously, I like older boys. Hmm. And um, we, after church, had gone grocery shopping, and I was pushing the cart and walking down the aisle minding my own business. And, of course, he comes up behind me to tickle me. And mm. I farted. 
loud. It was so loud. It was horrible. You could hear it everywhere. And then, of course, I tried to blame it on my shoe and say that I didn't fart, but I totally did. And I couldn't look him in the eye ever again. So there it is. One of my most embarrassing moments. Thanks, guys. Bye. That's pretty That's good. It's a really good one. Yeah. Well, then she immediately called back, and I'll just read the transcript, because she called back to say, like, oh, and by the way, I did the Instagram thing. She yeah. wrote, hey, guys, me again. I'm feeling like Lonnie right now. <laughs> uh, you ever farted in front of, uh, like, a, like, in class or something? Or, like, what was, like, the, what was the most embarrassing fart? I mean, it's... I. You know, I would say my embarrassing farts are a very few and far between none yeah. of them stick out in my mind they're all equally just ridiculous yeah i remember one time we were at like a oh it was like a fiesta texas or six flags kind of a place and you know what you do to get out of the sun and the heat is like going one of the shows you know and so we went into like a show with my fan i was probably like i don't know seventh or eighth grade and it was like one of those skateboarding like here we go skateboarding with fireworks and trophies <laughs> like it was like one of those kind of deals and there was like all this music and da, 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 and there was just one part where it was just like shoo. it like got real quiet like for a second while this one guy was about to like do this crazy stunt and my dad like they were like wood and they were wooden benches you know and so it <laughs> so he'd like right when he leaned up to like part it like and da, 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 music fireworks silence <laughs> like, super loud like and it like echo you know like off the wooden bench and it was like and my dad was like i don't know he was pretty embarrassed but that was uh that was i do remember funny. it's not this is not me doing this but in fifth grade uh there was a girl named crystal crystal d i won't use her full last name in case we have anyone listening but uh Dick? She, we were all sitting on the ground and the teacher was reading some book to us like uh and she uncorked a huge fart and like Two seconds after the fart ended, the fire alarm went off for a fire drill. And we're like, ah, I'm just going to burn the building down with a giant fart. <laughs> oh, oh, let's see. There's, let me see. Okay, this is pretty good. Um, okay. Here we go. Hey, Mark and Rick. It's Darcy. I just wanted to call and let you know that I posted my picture slash video on Instagram. And I guess I have to share one of my embarrassing moments. Um, I think one of them would be, I never really, I, I didn't go to the doctor much as a kid growing up. And anytime I did, my mom was always with me. Well, one of the, time, one of the first times I went uh, by myself, I was 16, so I was able to drive myself. And I went in, I don't remember why I was there, but um, the nurse brought me in and told me to get into my bras and panties. And then she put that little gown on the table. She didn't say anything about it, and she just walked out. Well, me not knowing any better, I just got in my bras and panties, and I didn't put the gown on. And uh, the doctor, who didn't speak much English, uh, came in and had to melt down and kind of flipped out and started saying something about the the uh, little gown and ran out of the room. And he was to say, he didn't come back in. He sent a nurse back in first to check and make sure I went ahead and put the gown on before he came back in. So that was a little bit embarrassing since I was, you know, like a teenage girl at the time. But anyways, have a good one. Poop. She said that poop. Has to be a, she said, have a good one. Poop. Oh, they said poop. <laughs> uh, that has to be a very common occurrence yeah, at the, the doctor's office. The whole office, gown right? the person thing. not knowing how the whole yeah. thing works. Like, I've been to the doctor many times, add that to the bragging montage, but I very rarely have I had to get into the gown, except for like when I was, you know, a couple times I've needed MRIs on my shoulders and stuff like that. And so 
I always feel like I'm like I always put it on like a robe with the like where it ties in front. And yeah. Like, oh no, no, sir, you need to flip it around. God Almighty, God. sir, please turn that thing around. <laughs> <laughs> there are students here. <laughs> yeah, the gown is always an interesting thing. So then, Lonnie, the next. Like, why? Why do we do the gown? Like, well, really? Can we tell people like, hey, you're coming to the doctor's office. Wear a loose fitting shirt, t-shirt. And some shorts, some baggy shorts, and a skirt. Like is, like, is that not enough? Can we not do that? Well, if, like, what is, if you is have that to, not sufficient? Oh, uh, I, I uh, talked to one of my buddies today. He has a pretty good story, and it involves how, like, you he would not he had to be like stripped from the waist down. He had a a gastrointestinal issue that had to be. Oh. Uh, it was it's pretty awful. Um, okay, so then the next one of the next ones I wanted to mention was that Lonnie left us three minutes of silence. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm glad see. he's embraced that bit. It's funny. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's see. This one's a minute. This one's a minute. Um, okay, yeah, uh, here we go. Um, we'll do one more. Here we'll, do, we'll, do, we, okay. we'll have time for one more. Hey, Mark and Rick. This is Katie Howard trying to win the new book, Deskbound. And I'm having a hard time thinking about my most embarrassing moment, mostly because I can't think of it. But an embarrassing thing about me is that uh, when I was 24, I decided to fly to Vegas and marry a stranger. Uh, and after hmm. we flew back, uh, we fly. both got really, really bad stomach flu the next day, um, which I think is something you would appreciate because it was one of those, like, both ends kinds of situations. <laughs> and we were newlyweds sharing a tiny bathroom. And ended up in the emergency room where we like puked and pooped a lot, and it was awful. So I guess yeah. that's pretty embarrassing. Yeah. But again, I'm more embarrassed by the fact that I married a stranger, which, by the way, did not go well. <laughs> All right. Well, wish me luck, and uh, you can totally share that on on your podcast if you want to. And thanks for all you do. Well, I, I so. love your podcast. We did. Bye. I, I, I need. We need to have Katie on. I feel and, like we need more information. Right. Like I want married more a stranger. A stranger and marrying him. But like, uh, I wonder. I was going to wonder until she addressed it. What's the more embarrassing: the <laughs> meeting a total stranger and marrying him, or the coming out of both ends stomach flu with a with stranger? A, with a stranger. Yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah, we need to have her on. So, Katie. Uh, if you haven't received an email from me by the time this airs, email me and let's. But uh, if it's a really uh, horrible story yeah, about maybe. it didn't work out because uh, you know he was you a had serial to, killer, you, you killed him or something, yeah. like, then it's kind of going to bring the room yeah. down. So well, there were a few more. We are going. Yeah, I'm gonna. I haven't actually done it yet. By the time this airs, we will have two winners. But I'm gonna put all the names. There were several more uh, entries. Uh, put them all in a uh, in a hat, and somehow we'll pick two, and I will uh, I will let those people know. Um, all right. Well, thank you. That was fun. I think I wish we could do that more. Um, hey, if you have an embarrassing, it doesn't just have to be for some giveaway. If yeah. you have an embarrassing, we've talked about this a few episodes ago. Yeah. If you have a lightly embarrassing story, you can tell in three minutes or less, something like that, that uh, is not very, uh, you know, details intensive, like some of these we just heard. Call us, leave us a voicemail. We'll save a few, and then when we get enough, we'll uh, do this again for a human being here. All right, so there's Humans Being Human. It's now time for the Simply Human Tip of the Week, something you can start doing today to become a more healthy human. And like I said, I did not forget in the in the, in the in, oh my gosh, there's yeah, your, what there's there? your and remember. 
I just had a what? stroke or something. Porky Pig, the, the Porky Pig podcast. Over here. At the end of the Jenny LeBlanc interview, I, I said, she talked about grounding, and I said, hey, that's going to be the tip of the week, but I'll probably forget. Well, I didn't forget. So the tip of the week is like Google grounding or look into grounding. What that is basically is that there are electrical charges in the in the earth and that's there's nothing like you learn that in like seventh grade science right like that's not like anything weird there's a, you're supposed to there's yeah there's polarization there's polars polarization electrical ions and positive and negative there's all these things and so if you're always touching like the the carpet or the your socks or you know you're up in a building all day and you're away from the ground there's a there's something that happens between a, your body and the ground as far as those electrical charges that they've shown, they had studies that if you go barefoot outside, that's another reason for like, it's, it's not just about like your foot health to be barefoot outside. It's about like, there are things that happen to you, things that reset and things from like an electrical polarization. I know it's kind of weird stuff. If you haven't like looked you into it. You sound like the guy from uh, better call Saul over here with Uh-oh. your space blanket. Dang it. Oh yeah. His brother. Yes. Yeah, I need to. I need to watch the next episode. I'm still. On Everyone else four. who listens to this show got it, except for you, because you don't have cable. Shut up! I have Netflix. Um, and so, uh, yeah. So, so look it up if you want more information about it. I mean, there's tons. Okay, let of me add. So, barefoot, like on the actual ground, like dirt, grass. Yes, or, or grass, like on grass or dirt. I think they've even shown like sometimes, like 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 your driveway or something could even be okay. But like, it's better to be like on the grass. That's why like there's such okay. a benefit. You get like this euphoric feeling like in the woods or in the like when you're barefoot it feels so good like there it's not just like a mental thing like there are physical changes that happen to your body when your bare feet touch the earth the actual Mm. earth interesting stuff so look at look it up and do it ground might as well i think this is literally one of those tips that you give me and i go oh well might as well yeah it's two seconds to do i I don't have to like live in the woods right. i can go check my backyard. mail and walk through the grass yes and do it that way I exactly guess. exactly might as well they have grounding mats and there's a whole industry out there about grounding it's it's pretty hippie-ish well, but i, I mean, think there's probably a lot of uh tinfoil hat wearing with yes, some of that maybe yes yes that, that is probably electric oh you cut out are you still there we lost rick he was you making lost me there you are you, we lost you during when you were gonna say electra Electrodes is what I was oh, uh, electrodes. doing in my hippie voice. Oh. Electrodes, man. Oh. <laughs> That's the the Wi-Fi in the Hilton Chicago isn't uh, the best in the world. Oh well, hmm. oh, you think that hmm. would be better? Um, all right. Well, guess what? We are going to wrap this thing That's up. Show. Next show is going to be Evan Brand of Not Just Paleo Podcast. We've got Brian and Aaron McKenzie coming up in separate shows. We have uh, lots of, of great guests. I think we're booked out uh, like. It's not all the way through June, halfway through June. Did uh, you get my email I sent about uh, Stephanie? You yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yeah, thank yeah. you. I need to re- reach back out to her. I, I, loved, I was with my brother-in-law when, when I got that email, and I was like, here, listen, this is the kind of emails that I, I get. And it was like, <laughs> hey, this is Stephanie from the uh, Finger Up the Butt compliment story. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, what? <laughs> Oh, believe me, Brad. You got to meet this one. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was Ryan, but uh, you know, I oh, I, I, I forgot I to said brother. I, for, I said brother-in-law. I forgot to send yeah. you. Uh, we did. He did. We did shirtless deadlifts in our driveway yesterday, and he is no kidding. He is such a specimen of beauty, man. He is a good looking. Hey, I'm not kidding. Like, uh, I'm in love with Ryan. I'm gonna send you this picture. You'll get up. Mm. Something. 
<laughs> Stop it. All right. Well, okay. Let's go to the website. We both just kind of like stopped and just like thinking about Ryan doing deadlifts. So, all right. Go to the website, simplymaster.com. We mentioned it all in the beginning of the show. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, thanks for making us part of your day. We know there's a lot of good stuff out there, a lot of options. Uh, go Leave us a review on iTunes. Call us at 530-42-HUMAN and leave us a voicemail. Uh, Periscope, Instagram, Twitter, at SimilyHuman52. We love you guys, and we're looking forward to episode 125 and continuing. So that'll do it for this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. And remember... No, but I'll say this. It's a very, very good thing that I'm married because, man, if there was one thing I was not good at, it was flirting with girls. <laughs> so until next time, enjoy yourself. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.